Welcome to The Edge by MGR with your host, Marissa Jacobus. Hello and welcome to The Edge Lifestyle Podcast. This is Marissa and I am your host. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to tune in. This podcast highlights the latest trends in life, health, and wellness to help you live a better life. If this is your first time checking out the podcast, welcome. This is an exciting episode. We have Mukande, the founder of Live Spring Water, as our guest today. And hi, Mukande, and welcome to The Edge. So glad you could join us today. Aloha, and thanks for having me. So I find your company very, very interesting just because I am passionate about clean drinking water. And I actually did a podcast on water, and I, I mentioned you in there, your company, and I'm just super excited to have you on our show today. And I'm curious, how did you come across the idea of natural spring water? For me, um, I, I vividly remember the first time I had um, living water, water that wasn't processed and fresh and alive. It was, uh, it was with my grandfather. We were hiking in the North Georgia mountains and... Uh, it was actually just from a stream, a really beautiful, fresh, cold stream in the mountains. And um, my grandfather just, just bent down to, to drink it with his hands. And I, uh, I'd never seen that before. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. kind of a city kid in Atlanta. And, um, you know, obviously I could see that um, what he was doing was safe and seemed to make sense. And... Um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful memory I have, and I, I just remembering how refreshing that that cold, um, delicious water was. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I feel like there's such a different taste in in I call it wild water <laughs> compared to mm-hmm. bottled water. And I I actually don't drink bottled water. I have a Berkey filter. I don't know. Have you heard of Berkey filters? Yeah. So I. Um, you know, I've been into health and wellness for a few years now, um, all things nutrition and exercise. And um, yeah, I was I actually had a Berkey filter at one point. Mm-hmm. And I think those are a great solution for, for people if they don't have the, the time or financial resources to go collect their own spring water. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Berkey it, uh, of all the filters is probably the one I would recommend because I know it, um, it takes out fluoride and it also, um, they say it leaves in some of the minerals as well. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I'm curious, I think it's so amazing how you took something that the earth naturally gives us and kind of created this business out of it. And when did you, when did you have a feeling or know that this was a business ambition that you wanted to, to start? I realized, um, you know, as I started to learn more about health and wellness, that's when I learned um, that most you know, 99.9% of the spring water that you get, um, on the shelves or home delivery or, um, you know, unless you're collecting it yourself, it's getting processed Mm -hmm. with UV light and ozone gas. And that's done for shelf stability. It's done to irradiate the healthy, um, microbes and probiotics that could potentially turn green, um, 
you know, if if the water was sitting in these these hot plastic bottles in warehouses for months, which it typically does, you know, it'd be turning green. So so um, companies, you know, essentially are doing this processing for for shelf stability and to just maximize profits. And um, I learned about findaspring.com through one of my mentors, uh, Daniel Vitalis. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was later in my life. I'm 30 now, and I learned about findaspring um, maybe five or six years ago. And um, after finding the first spring and, and drinking it and just absolutely feeling a difference like really palpably um just feeling amazing and realizing no one else was delivering this i decided um that it was time to uh to bring it back to the people Mm -hmm. and was that a tough process in the beginning and were you just doing it by yourself or did you have a team behind you yeah yeah you know in the beginning i um i was living in topanga canyon the closest good spring is about three hours away um, in Big Bear, California. Mm-hmm. So I was just going going up there with a, a handmade uh, wooden trailer I had and some five-gallon glass jugs. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting, the question, because in a lot of ways it was so simple and just and kind of easy mm-hmm. at that stage when we didn't have hundreds of customers um but you know i it it was a lot of fun you know it was like the it was the most fun time of the week for me to get to to go into nature and spend time um just by the water and listening to the birds and and that whole experience you know it was really beautiful um of course now i i appreciate that i i don't have to fill and rinse every bottle and I have delivery team and I can, um, you know, work remotely from, from anywhere. So that piece is definitely a gift. Yeah, definitely. And what a, what a cool job to just be outside in nature. And I feel like most people are kind of trapped in a cubicle or four walls and they don't get Mm. to experience that connection with our earth that we're a part of. It's kind of this big Mm. separation. And do you feel like that helps you stay grounded and connected to who you are? Yeah, most certainly. I mean, you know, where I, I live in Maui now, and so so here I go and I collect my own spring water um, like once every other week, and it's still a super rewarding experience. And um, you know, through going to collect my own spring water, I started to collect other things from nature, like um, mushrooms, edible mushrooms, or or um, you know, different types of edible greens and, um, you know, leading into to me wanting, um, starting to, to do hunting, um, which has, has felt like really just connected me to nature deeper than, than I, than I ever have been before. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And I kind of wish like everybody could have a piece of that. Obviously, it's probably not doable for people who live in LA or New York or bigger cities like I'm from LA and I feel like I was born in the wrong city I felt like I should be born in a forest (laughs) and (laughs) and it's like how do how do people get to connect it's kind of like you go to the grocery store and you buy your food and your bottled water and you go home and we're missing out Mm. on this this big impact and kind of like I think of it as kind of the circle of life 
and it takes away our appreciation for for the food that's provided and the water that's provided and it's just kind of I feel like we have all this false food and water just like fill our bellies but not our not the nutrients that we need yeah yeah I definitely resonate with what you just said um you know, most, a lot of people just don't even think about water or or they have, they've never seen it, like seen the natural process of seeing it come right out of the earth. And, um, yeah, it's really special to, to connect with that earth in such a deep way. And and it's, it's a way that our ancestors have connected with the earth for 99% of our existence. So, you know, connecting back with them, connecting to the web of life and yeah, just definitely, um, gives you more appreciation um, when you when you gather wild water or wild food for yourself, and oftentimes you know like with wild food, it's not um, there's no synthetic uh, fertilizer or hybridization. Um, a lot of times, it's just it's really the best choice for our health. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and I think there's a lot of fear behind drinking water that occurs naturally obviously you need to be safe and and not get sick from like animal droppings or bacteria in the water and have you gotten a lot of backlash on this or what are people's thoughts and and what is your feeling and what is your knowledge of safety when it comes to this collecting water yeah great question um so yeah you know this uh first of this year the new york times dropped a uh, an article um, featuring us, featuring me mm-hmm. um, and my company, because we're kind of the only ones doing this. And um, you know, classic New York Times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they um, they included a picture of a creek that our spring was fed by instead of the spring that they saw uh, themselves. Um, with a misleading caption alluding to the idea that we were getting you know just pulling water from. A random creek um, instead of a covered um, spring head that um, you know is lab tested for every batch for harmful microbes um, and just you know something that that people have been thriving off of um, one of the pl- few places in the whole uh, few towns in the whole country that has been drinking they drink raw spring water from their taps um, without any added chlorine or, or any type of sterilization for um, almost a century now because it's just so pure. Um, but, you know, with the um, with that New York Times article that was, you know, corrected three days later, um, within that, that time of correction, um, pretty much every single uh, media outlet <laughs> that you can think of mm-hmm. uh ran a story saying our water was um, super expensive and um, could kill you. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of kind of sad to see how people have, have become so mistrusting of um, the natural ways of doing things. You know, raw juice, raw dairy, seeing all of this um, kind of... Um, resistance against uh, allowing people that freedom of choice and and kind of just promoting this idea of fear has been um, pretty unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So that being said, you know, obviously there are 
different qualities of springs and things that you do have to be um, discerning with, you know. Um, I've, I've personally drank from many dozens of springs all across the planet, um, and I haven't, you know, I haven't tested most of those springs. Um, I, I do test, you know, I, I do do a test on the one that I drink from frequently, um, and I do make sure if I do see a spring, you know, I, I, I consider what's, on, what's above the spring um, and how fast is the spring coming out, how cold is it. Um, and, you know, the main thing with, with spring water is, you know, if, you, if you're drinking downstream from a spring, you know, a few miles, like obviously there's a chance for um, any type of contamination to be in the water. But if, you're, if you see where it's actually coming right out of the earth, um, it's typically filtered through a lot of different rocks and sand and um, getting, getting charged through different mineral layers. So that's the main thing um, that you want to um, make sure of when you're collecting water um, outside. Okay, very cool. That's actually something I want to do. I'm based in Arizona, and I think the closest spring to me would be Sedona. So for me personally, I thought it would be so fun to just go out there and actually try water from the earth because I personally, I have never done that. I mean, I've gone camping, I've gone hiking, but you Mm. know, like, like other people, I have just been misinformed about, okay, you never want to drink water outside because it's dangerous and this and this and this can happen. And then you're like, well, I don't want to be sick for a week, you know, but now that you gave me this knowledge, I feel so much more comfortable. It's like so simple. Yeah, you know, I've been to um, a few springs in Sedona, actually, and that's actually one of the really um, cool places where you go to the spring there and there's like a line of people filling up their jugs because, um, you know, everyone just, they get it there for whatever reason. There's just history, it's easily accessible, and... um, yeah, you know, it's it's what humans have done for 99% of our existence. So it's kind of just what we are biologically adapted to. Um, you know, they're speaking to the healthy microbes and the healthy probiotics that are in unprocessed spring water. Um, you know, it's there's definitely a lot of um, good or bad microbes in our microbiomes, in our bellies. And so to have the advantage of being able to drink um, healthy microbes in every sip is, uh, is just a huge health advancement. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the physical differences you feel compared to back when you were drinking processed water compared to when you switched over? You know, it's just I feel more excited about drinking water because I know it's it's so good, you know. It's it's got that fresh taste, and and um, I I just get super excited about drinking it because I know where it came from. Um, I know, um, you know, all all of what's in it, and um, you know, I will say the the main difference that I that I noticed when I first started drinking spring water. Um, was just an overall more sense of well-being, like more of a peacefulness. Mm-hmm. 
that in itself is such a gift. I feel like in a world where we have so much stimulation and so much noise and chaos, there's never a sense of peace and never a sense of just stillness where we feel full and content. So who knew that just drinking water from its natural state would be able to give you that effect? To me, that's so cool. Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because the more I've gotten into this, I've looked into a lot of the um, the springs that have become like pilgrimages and, and just sacred holy places of worship around the world where people have come to get healed from the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really, there's a lot of documentation that supports this. And yeah, I, I think it's... Um, you know, the other thing for me is it's like I, I love, you know, obviously we need to get exercise, but um, to me, like being in nature and exercising is a lot easier when I have like a goal or an objective and it's kind of becomes more of like a fun game, like, oh, what can I find in my landscape? And I start to, you know, you start to look at things differently. You start to, you know, here in Maui, I always check out the coconut trees mm-hmm. when I'm driving by, like, oh, that could be a potential good one or or what's this banana? Where's a good banana patch so I can have access to fresh bananas? Um, stuff like that. It just totally changes your, your whole perspective on the world. Yes, definitely. It's like you start seeing as the earth as something that provides for you, which, which my mindset mm. has been changed as I embarked on my journey for a better, healthier way of life as well. And back to somewhat more of the business side, just because I feel like this is such a unique business, like not many people... Mm-hmm have even tried to, I wouldn't even say compete because I don't feel like that's what you're doing. I feel like you're just trying to spread knowledge and good water. But to big companies, they might see you as a threat because it's like, oh, here's this person coming in like with good, healthy water and we're over here making that money. So Mm -hmm. so what are some of the biggest challenges you face when starting this company? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been one of the biggest. I mean, you can definitely see where the the twenty billion dollar um, per year in the United States bottled water um, market has been pretty upset about mm-hmm. um, the idea of them having an inferior product. Um, So, you know, that plays itself out in different ways, like fake reviews, um, you know, just a lot of opposition. And, you know, I I understand it. I think, um, you know, it's tough when you've gotten invested um, in in all of this this infrastructure and this way of doing things and and public opinion is one way. and, And, you know, people like to kind of hold on to... Yeah, no, I don't want to say old ideas because <laughs> yeah. I think fresh spring water is the oldest idea. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, tox- toxic single-use plastic um, and processed water is kind of more the, the, the new kind of dangerous trend. Um, so that has certainly been a component, you know, dealing with the criticism, dealing with the opposition, um, but also, you know, just self-financing growth. Um has been a big obstacle um you know it's with with a company with any growing company you need you know you need more um infrastructure to keep it going um so you know that's where a lot of of the money that we make goes to and and people 
you know, don't really understand why, why our water is so, our water delivery is so expensive. And it's because, you know, just the nature of delivering glass, which is heavier, um, it breaks. And, you know, we refrigerate all of our water till it's, um, reaches its final destination. So all of that stuff just really, um, creates a, um, a price that, that people, I, I think they just don't understand, um, why it is what it is and you know it's um it's something that's inspired me recently to focus more on um on the findaspring.com project which we which we donate a lot of our time and resources to um because yeah you know i i think it's it's something that's been really empowering for me to to re connect with um with water and nature and um you know it's just it's something that that we can build up globally with um with less infrastructure of things like having to buy new vans and um, plastic racks for all the glass jugs so um yeah you know owning a business it's definitely got its ups and downs for sure Mm mm-hmm and do you feel like this is your calling in life? Like what moment made you think like this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Because it's it's one thing to kind of go to a spring and have that that beautiful moment between you and the connection. But it's mm-hmm. I feel like it's another thing to have that big idea about how can I make this into a business where I can share this with people? Was there ever a moment or was it more of an idea? There was a moment actually. I had a neighbor and she wasn't able to breastfeed her baby. And the doctors told her it was from a mineral deficiency. Um, so I learned that she was drinking uh, reverse osmosis water, which of course, you know, this ultra filtered water, it's basically, it's just stripping minerals out of your body because it's so vapid and water in its natural state. You know, we learned in chemistry class, water is the u- universal solvent. Mm-hmm. So it can either break you up or build or um, can either build you up or break you down. Yes. And so, you know, I, I was already going to get my own water and I said, well, hey, why don't I give you a jug to try it out? See, maybe, maybe that helps you. You know, you need more minerals. And after having a few glasses of the fresh spring water, her baby was um, latching to her breast again. And that definitely um, was was the the a huge catalyst for me after mm-hmm. seeing that. That's really great, and just the fact that you're able to help someone and kind of show them what you found—that little gift—that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the beginning, did you do a lot of marketing, or what? What was your way of getting your product out there, or was it more kind of word of mouth? Um, word of mouth has definitely been, um, our best marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm so grateful for the digital age, you know, that we have now that enables so many small businesses to just, you know, run a, a $50 ad on Instagram or a hundred dollar ad on Instagram, you know, and it's, um, it's become, it's become fun. You know, I, I've, um, I've definitely, we've done a lot of, um, photo and video advertising, um, and, you know, done most of that independently. So that's kind of 
created a um, a new passion for photography and film for me, and and creating that and um, just inspiring people. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, and you are so correct. Like Instagram, I feel like it can it can make you or break you, and and it's kind of a fine line because you don't want to get sucked into the social media world because you want to still be living in reality. But it is such a blessing, like you said, for small businesses to have the opportunity and the platform that they maybe might not have had a couple years before, which is incredible. And and I'm super curious because. Where is your company based out of? Is it out of where you're living, California? Um, so right now our company is um, doing water deliveries from San Diego all the way to San Francisco. We have two different cold storage locations. Um, the water is bottled in Oregon. And then um, I actually just got a, a pallet of glass shipped out today to, to Maui where I live. So I'm going to make... Um, the empty jugs and all the other glass we have available uh, to more people at a discounted uh, rate so so that um, people can go and collect their own um, and how it's such a gift to of social media but also it is kind of like mm-hmm. a vortex sometimes you know it really does become this this weird thing sometimes where we're like comparing ourselves to other people or just like looking for validation through that or like why isn't why isn't it happening fast enough or or why is this one you know why did this post not get as many likes and then Mm. you know you just you almost sometimes I find myself just going there for like distraction so I don't have to like think or you know I mean sometimes there's really uplifting and positive great things in there um but yeah you know i I think we really do have to start paying attention um more to how much time we're spending personally in social media um and you know the same just goes along with like what kind of thoughts we have are they positive thoughts are they negative thoughts you know just really starting to pay attention because all of that stuff is is what's creating our reality and what's um what we're how we're going to manifest you know Yes, that is so true. And I'm curious, obviously owning a business is a lot of work. It's a lot of time, a lot of commitment. How do you find your work-life balance? Uh, it's tough. You know, it, it is tough sometimes. It's like, okay, well, this, this project has got to get done and it's got to get done in the next day or two and um, there's no one else available right now. You know, we don't have the budget to hire someone else to do it so you just got to kind of, you know, there is sacrifice, um, a lot of sacrifice in the beginning stages which I still like feel like we're in. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's just, it's finding, like for me, my personal time is really where I, I, I try and and find you know spear like spearfishing for example is um, something I I just I, I really ha- I recognize the importance of it for me to get exercise and then you know just putting um, initiative on that to to know that I'll feel better you know taking time away from the computer and moving my body you know and um, Honestly, I, I need to, I'm, I'm still uh, 
working on on practicing what I preach and just taking taking time and and no matter what you know realizing that I just have to take time in nature and um, and center myself so I can show up for people better and um, yeah it's uh, something I look forward to to being able to to spend more time in nature when I can afford to hire other people to do some of the the day-to-day things that I um, take care of. Mm-hmm. That's really great. And I know you said you enjoy spearfishing in nature, but are there any other activities that you enjoy when you're not working? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I really enjoy making food, mm-hmm. um, spending time with my beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's been actually good about just getting me to the beach and you know even if it's just reading a book on the beach you know not necessarily like always having to do something Mm -hmm. but just like sitting and just being and enjoying that moment um you know I I feel really blessed that I I do live so close to the beach and um yeah so you know I I really just enjoy things that um I can be creative with and and you know, like climbing coconut trees, like things where I can also just um, be in nature, getting getting exercise. Yes, and Maui's like the perfect place. I went there once and it was just incredible, like hiking and swimming and biking. And you're just so close to everything, like nature-wise especially. So that, mm-hmm. that sounds so fun. And I know like you seem like a very positive person. But I'm sure we all have days where we kind of feel a little down or not as motivated. So, so for you, how do you stay motivated and focused? Hmm. Yeah, you know, I think a big part of it, like in business, you know, stuff, stuff comes up all the time, you know, mm-hmm. just employees not showing up or employees not doing what they're supposed to do or just unforeseen expenses and just you know not always knowing where where the money is going to come from but but really just trusting you know having acceptance like you know whatever is happening right now you know just just really not having any craving or for it to like go away or, or having an aversion to just deal with it you know just really having acceptance and um and just finding ways to to just get it done, you know, and just know that that once you start on it, it'll it'll feel better because then you're um, one step closer to getting it completed, you know. Mm-hmm. And what would you say your biggest fear is? Um, it, like in life or in business? It could be or either both. or. Yeah, let's just say both. Okay. Yeah, I think I think in my biggest fear in life is to to not be not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Like knowing what I know, not not making a big a, a big of a shift as I know that that I can make that I am making. Mm-hmm. Um and in business, I, I think it would be, um, you know, I, I think a lot about about just the biggest obstacle, just just you know, all of this media that we're that we've been up up against lately, and just all of the typical 
uh, Western doctors, you know, that people are still going that are prescribing them um, horrible medications and just, you know, eating genetically modified foods and, and just, you know, a lot of these poisons that people are eating, you know, I, I just, I think my, my biggest fear in that is, I guess would say similar to my personal is just, you know, fear that I'm not reaching enough people or maybe that I'm not doing it fast enough. Um, which of course it's, um, it's time is infinite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I just, I have to remind myself, um, all the time, you know, because we're, we're all, we're all our biggest self-critics, you know, so I just have to remind myself all the time of all the, all the good things, um, and the positive things that I am doing and that I have done in the past. Yes, like, I'm so thankful for a company like you who, who is honest and wants to share this, this health and this information with people when we're constantly being, been bombarded with misinformation, and like you said, like, it's like you're sick, there's a pill to fix that, but it's only fixing the symptoms and not the problem. And I feel like that filters into every aspect of our life and something as simple as water can impact you and, and kind of bring you back to center. Mm. And I think that's just so, so great. And and what is some advice that someone has ever given you that has stuck with you? Ah. <sighs> So much. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's a good thing. Let's see. <laughs> You're getting a lot see of good what, advice. What the most applicable would be in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think just to not to not rush, not do things too fast. You know, when we when we first were in business, you know, I just I wanted everyone to have it so have fresh spring water so bad and just you know personally I just wanted to be successful and you know saw the potential and um you know to just have patience and to slow down I think is really important you know we tried to expand into Portland and Seattle and we were there for a few months and it was just our resources were just way too scattered and and just really like trying to push it too fast and then you know and then you get into uh, a tight place financially because you're so so extended and and just wanting to grow so fast so you know I think just just having patience just knowing that it's all all in divine alignment and all in in divine timing yes yes just I totally resonate with that that is some great advice whoever gave that to you that's very smart <laughs> and and I just thank you so much for coming on our podcast and sharing this information and I hope this reaches and touches a lot of people and that they can kind of start to look at their drinking water a little differently and how they themselves can kind of get better water instead of this water that they're really not getting their their um, nutritional needs met through minerals and vitamins and all that and where can people find you and your business like through Instagram website yeah, our Instagram is LiveSpringWater, mm-hmm. um, LiveSpringWater.com, and um, that's for glass and water delivery in California, and then um, people um, all over the planet can check findaspring.com, and um, like I mentioned before, that's a global resource of community-generated springs, so that's a great place to go and um, try it for yourself, see how you feel. 
Awesome. And thank you so much again for coming on our show, Mukande. And guys, if if you want to go check him out, we will go ahead and put this information in the show notes. That way you guys can find him easily. And go ahead and give him a follow, guys, and maybe even go try to find your own spring and connect with with the water from the earth. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. (laughs) 